0: Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life i am your host sean greenspan let's get to it jason josh i'm so excited to have you guys on for everyone that doesn't know these are the co-founders of human improvement um human improvement was introduced to my life from a mutual friend of ours eric uh it is a protein powder I'll let you guys describe, you know, kind of what it is and how you came up with it. But it is honestly, it's been my go-to protein powder. And we're just talking about how I like to mix it in with Greek yogurt with some berries and granola and start every day with it. So I appreciate you guys so much for making the time to come on. Um, I just want to thank you guys. And, you know, uh, Jason, Josh, maybe you guys give yourself a little introduction about yourself and, you know, uh, the story behind human improvement. I'd really love that.
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Josh. I'm one of the co-founders and CEO of Human Improvement. And, uh, uh, you know, we really were looking kind of at the landscape of what nutrition looked like. Um, and we're pretty fed up with you know, all the artificial ingredients, gums, fillers and things like that that we saw in the world. And said, well, we really have an opportunity here to create a super clean product. That doesn't leave you bloated. Um, and really, that's what we set out to about three years ago now.
0: Awesome. I love the, I love the doesn't leave you bloated because that's something I've realized was like, I started shying away from certain proteins for me, particularly whey and anything that just wasn't clean. Um, cause it did make me feel bloated. And like after a kick, a wake up early kick-ass workout to feel bloated and have like l- a lack of energy to start the day was not exactly ideal. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, not like this is a campaign for human improvement, but dude, I really haven't felt it with with human improvement. So thank you guys for that. Um, Of course. Jason, you want to give yourself a little intro?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Jason, the other co-founder of Human Improvement. I am a recovery and finance professional. Spent 10 years uh, in the finance world where I think my health and wellness and mental health were very low on the priority list of things to take care of. Um, and, you know, I got out of that world about five years ago and have been on somewhat of an entrepreneurial journey, journey since uh, with a couple different businesses, Human Improvement uh, being the most recent one. Uh, and the first one truly within the health and wellness space, which has been fantastic. And, you know, we truly, I'd say our, our mission at Human Improvement is literally in our name. It's that simple. You know, we exist for the improvement of humans. Um, and as Josh got into a little bit, it's in a space where there's a lot of products that are claiming to be better for people, uh, when in reality are just not. Um, and that's one of the things that motivates us is to create clean, innovative products uh, that actually help, you know, improve the lives of humans.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. And it, it really is innovative. Um, For those that don't know. I think one of the the biggest uh, things that you guys talk about is that it's cricket protein, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's an element of it. Um, to talk to me about that. Why crickets?
2: So uh, there's a number of reasons. And it's funny. One of the... We'll, we'll take it back, actually. We'd say he, uh, we started with protein powder with Human Improvement because that's where we saw the problem most acutely across the supplement landscape. Uh, unfortunately, we're in a world where the most popular flavors are things like Swedish fish and sour patch kids and are, which, you know, to my, to my knowledge do not exist naturally in nature um, and are filled with God knows what artificial ingredients, flavors, gums, fillers to make them taste as such. And protein is, is so core to our, every function in our body, every piece of our body. So having high quality protein is so important to just to our day-to-day wellness. And protein powder is a space where there's been very little, if any, innovation from an ingredients perspective in the last 30 years. Uh, I'm especially someone who's had issues with every protein powder they've ever had. So when we decided to tackle that, we're like, we're gonna throw out the playbook. We're gonna throw out what everyone else in the industry does And I think coming at it from an outsider's perspective with a problem to solve allowed us to create a product that is truly unlike anything else on the market. I mean, starting with our blend of proteins, which is three plant-based proteins and cricket. Um, so it's pumpkin seed protein, brown rice protein, pea protein, and the cricket protein. Um, so you got not only like a complete amino panel, but also like a blend of micro and macronutrients that you just don't see. But beyond that, uh, we've got, uh, we took out all the gums and the fillers, uh, and we replaced them with functional superfoods, um, things like psyllium husk, um, flaxseed, coconut milk, MCTs, again, things you just don't see in normal protein powders, both to boost gut health and get some healthy fats in there. Uh, but back circling back to the cricket, one of the coolest things about it, um, and which is way anyone who's ever used it before is really focused on is the sustainability aspect. It's truly one of, if not the most sustainable protein source in the, in the world. Uh, it requires a fraction of the natural resources to raise the same amount of protein as it would traditional livestock. Um, and you know, basically there was a 2014 UN food chain sustainability study long, long story short, big conclusion was for, uh, the protein supply chain to be able to feed po- the population growth by 2050, the Western world needs to accept insect protein as a viable protein source. Otherwise, essentially, the environment is going to be decimated for all of the land and resources that just sort of expanding the general li- livestock would be. Um, that's an amazing aspect of it. That's anyone who's ever done it before is really focused on that. We love that. That is one of the best things. However, that's not why we put it in our pro we, we put it in, in our product because it's a truly functional protein source. It's high, you know, not only is it high in protein, not as only as a complete, uh, complete amino panel. It's also high in fiber. It's high in B12. It's high in iron. It's high in zinc. It's high in calcium. It's high in magnesium. It's truly a functional protein source. Mm. Uh, and what we call is like an all natural superfood. Yeah. And, um, and it, the other thing is it's just incredibly easy to digest. Uh, and that was the one thing that we were really looking for. There has been limited human trials with cricket, but the small ones that have been done have been shown that it can reduce inflammatory markers in the gut, uh, and also increase the positive microbiota. So it really sort of helped us along that path as we were trying to build what would be like sort of the cleanest, easiest protein powder.
0: Yeah. You know, if I was speaking like candidly, right. Mm So, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, Josh, you mentioned, you just took a run in Santa Fe, you know, in the mountains, like that's, that's my life, right? I I love Mm -hmm. the outdoors. So the fact that you guys have sustainable packaging, um, it's a sustainable source that does get me stoked. Mm -hmm. Um, but candidly that probably wouldn't
2: sway purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. Um, I
0: I wish it, I wish I wish I could stand on my pedestal and tell you it would, but,
2: um, (laughs) Trust me, we, we also learned that through trial and error. Uh, of, <laughs> we, we love the sustainability aspect of it, but we've realized that won't sell the product. And, and in order for this to take hold, we need to sell the product. Um, but like I said, we, we use this because of its functionality. The other great thing is it's minimally processed. So it's, it qualifies as a whole food, which is why it retains all of those nutrients still in it um, in a highly bioavailable way. That's cool. Yeah, I always
0: wonder about that. You know, I try to eat as much whole foods as I can, but, you know, no whole food is like a powder. Um, And, you know, I've always thought about that. So I do want to circle back there. I was going to kind of go back to like the bloating aspect. Mm -hmm. Something that I've been trying to do is just increase my awareness and my mindfulness, right, in life. Like I think whether people know – call it that or not, I think that's something most people would align with. And as simple as it sounds, like something I haven't done a lot is like, eat something, feel a certain way and reflect, right? Like, did like, you know, I think most people like, Oh, I just get tired in the afternoon. It's like, did you eat a cheesesteak for lunch? You know, like that might <laughs> yeah. be why. Um, and, uh, and I I've, I've started doing that recently. And it's changed my habits entirely. I actually want all the listeners to like test this out, right? So here, here's a good example. Um, like, if I eat like a cookie at lunch, right? Because mm-hmm. wow, it tastes good, I actually then have a work day where the next four hours I'm working after lunch is a little bit of a struggle because I'm lower on energy. It, I don't feel like I'm as productive. So it's probably adding work into my day. Then there's like negative feelings about that. Like, oh, am I behind for clients? I feel like a little stressed. Like this is real. This actually happened to me recently. And I really all brought it back to like this big cookie that I <laughs> ate at lunch. And you start to do that a lot. It literally changes what you crave. Mm-hmm. I start to look at sweets, like things like I don't even crave that anymore. Like I crave salads and clean protein, like healthy you know, foods because – Like I've done this reflection process and i started to realize like, oh, wow, like I eat that salad. Like it makes my business better. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like people don't like connect like that entire, you know, dot, you know, whatever there. And like, that's really why I made the switch over. So I still use um, ProMix protein. I think, I think their product is really clean, really solid. I like them um, as well. Um, I don't think it's as complete. Um, Also, I, I do have a little backlog. So sometimes I go back and forth. But, um what I've noticed is, you know I, I really like the fact that like I feel like light and energized after it, even if I do like we talked about, I do some party servings like an 80 yes. protein, uh 80 grams of protein after like a lift like I still feel light, which is awesome
2: mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's excellent. yeah um
0: how how' did you guys get like how how you guys get to a point where you uh, were focusing? on nutrition, right? Like where where'd protein come from? You guys athletes yourselves or um you know where where'd that passion come from?
2: Um I mean I played baseball in college uh and one of the things that I could never find could never find was a protein powder that worked for me. And I was always the person like how do I put on weight? How do I build muscle? I'm working my ass off in the weight room and I'm just kind of stuck and I can only eat so much food. Uh, and I was always trying to find a protein powder and I probably went through dozens of them and they just all made me feel terrible. So I was never able to actually find that thing, that supplement to tack on. Um, then, as I mentioned, I spent 10 years with sort of health and wellness in the the last part of my mind. Um, yeah. And I think extricating myself from that world and kind of focusing a little bit more on the you know, going back to what are the things that are actually, what do I actually want to focus on and go after in my life? Um, freed up sort of time and mental capacity to be like, oh, I need, I like when I'm at my best, when I'm feeling my best is when I make time for movement, when I make time for activity, when I make that a part of my daily life, part of my schedule. Um, and the beauty of now working in a business that is, Within the health and wellness space, is that now that is now part of my job? No longer is that an additional thing. It's like, oh no, if I if I if I want to make this my life, if I want to devote myself to it, I need to make this like this needs to be a part of my life.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what what about you, Josh? I was similar to Jason, although Jason stuck out the finance world a little longer than than I could. Um, you know, I was in Vancouver for years and, uh, plant-based protein was kind of all the rage there. And so I would, I would have that, um, not looking to put on weight, but actually to lose weight and to sort of increase my protein intake. And I found that I was sluggish, tired, you know, my body just doesn't agree with like pure plant-based protein. And so, um, but again, I just thought this was normal. This is a normal course of, of, of what you should expect from it until I realized that, oh no, no, it was because my body couldn't absorb. Know, some of the unfermented pea and, and legumes and things like that that were making up kind of really inexpensive plant-based proteins. And it was remarkable what happened once I changed my diet. Like energy increase was tremendous, focus was tremendous. And you know, then it allowed you know capacity for other things to kind of sweep into the life there. And so, as we talked about, like we didn't seek out to figure out, okay, how do we use cricket um in a product? I think that's that would be a actually pretty challenging uphill battle it was how do we create the best possible product and look at the kind of avenues to do that while taking off kind of some of the traditional um, profiles and ingredients that that most the industry had used for years
0: yeah yeah i i i I appreciate you guys sharing the difference between that story because i think i think uh like how to use cricket would be uh kind of like difficult but it's i think it's probably good for potential customers to understand like it was more how do we create the best product and that was just the answer um and i do want to go back to the fact that i love that it's sustainable for the environment (laughs) um let's um let's hop off human improvement i was personally curious about it and i think a lot of people would be curious about it um you know so uh i i you know and just like the unique element of it i would Mm say um I actually want to jump to kind of a, a different topic, um, talking a little bit, uh, we're going to just jump into the deep end here, but about self-love. Mm-hmm. It's a concept I've been studying and thinking about a lot lately. Um, I think that self-love is kind of the root of a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, taking care of our body, take, you know, exercising, taking care of like what goes into our body, taking care of the environment so we can you know, change that quite a bit um, and, and still use, you know, the earth moving forward. Um, something that I, I want to just kind of bounce off you guys, see if it resonates with you is um, obviously we have a, we have a obesity pandemic going on in our country. Mm-hmm. Some people would say we have a mental health pandemic going on um, and, and people aren't always motivated to take action and put healthy things like human improvement into their body do you guys see um do you guys see a connection between having self-love and respect for yourself and doing the hard work or whatever you want to call it to to keep yourself healthy like do you guys connect that dot and it's kind of want to open up a topic this is not something i had uh planned or anything this is a something that I have been journaling about for weeks and have been waiting to chop
2: it up with someone on. <laughs> so, let's do it. I would say yes. And I think was even the way you talk about it I think is where people struggle with it is that it's it is hard work, but people get so focused on the end goal, which is a lot a lot of times far from where they started. And we live in a world where social media just shows before and after and it makes it seem like everyone lives this step function life where they wake up the next day and they decide to be them their best self uh and all of a sudden they've lost weight and they're living this great life which god knows if that's actually the truth that's just the way it's shown uh when in reality there is no step function between the person you are today and your quote-unquote best self right it's like What is that small, these small incremental steps that you can focus on that you can do every single day to improve to get you on this trip? Because there is no actual best self, right? We're always going to be trying to improve in. There is always some improvement that can be made. And I think one of the things that I know that I have found helpful is like, okay, great. I might have this long-term goal in mind of something that I want to get to, which is so intimidating. Like the idea of sometimes it's so far away that getting there. Is almost makes you not motivated to start. So what are this? What are the small? What are the small incremental goals that you can make in the in the interim, to try and achieve? Well, to achieve, and then celebrate their achievement because they deserve to be celebrated. It's not just the focus on the long term. It's like what are the small wins that you can do on a daily basis that compound and build on themselves? Because you know it might be something that you're building toward two years out, but you set a monthly goal each one that you celebrate makes you, you know, build that self-love so that when you, you're not looking towards the end, you're looking towards the next month. So then when you look back after two years, it's like, Oh, holy crap. Like, look how far I've come. I didn't even think this was possible when I started, because I think again, so much of like, Oh my God, black and white, you're in, you're fully in and you're fully out. And it's just so intimidating for so many people to even get started on whether it's a nutrition journey, a health journey, skill building journey, changing professional skills uh, when it's really the mindset of like, what are the small, like, how can I build? It's, it's building yeah. what's that incremental daily improvement as a human, just to bring it back to that, that mm-hmm. I can do that can be celebrated.
0: <laughs> I, I, I really, really like the focus on celebrating and mm-hmm. celebrating and, and breaking it down to milestones. Um, I started working with a life coach in mm-hmm. January. One of the scarier things I've done, um, I'm a frugal person, try to watch my expenses closely. And, you know, when someone said, hey, I'm going to charge you four figures a month just for a 60 minute meeting. Mm-hmm. I was like, that doesn't sound right. And I was like, you know what, like, whatever, I, I decided to send it. And it's been it's been such an amazing um, experience so far. I do recommend everyone works with a coach, a mentor, whether that's a friend or whatever, or even if it's your journal, some sort of formal self-work I really do think is, is um, important for everyone. And what he has me doing is two, two things every day. One is um, visualizing my goals in the morning. Right. And the other is pretty cool. It's journaling every little place in my life that my dreams showed up today. So I'll give you guys a little insight into what I'm doing. Um, One of my big dreams is that I have helped 10 million people live a happier life through this podcast and my blog. Um, That has also helped me to do more retreats that I want to do, helped -hmm. me attract brands for my agency. um, And it really has allowed me to grow the agency where I can really just focus on strategic roles with clients. And it's kind of that nice picture. A lot of times I think people might, you know, unfortunately I have meetings before and after this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. People might just let this podcast roll by. I mean, a brand I love in the health and wellness place, the two co-founders hopped on, like that is like, thank you guys. That is a clear step towards like my dreams. And like a lot of times, like definitely before I was working with Tony, my coach, I I wouldn't have really um, like even realize like my dreams are, that's your dreams happening now. Mm -hmm. Like nothing happens. You're not just going to wake up one day. It's like, Oh, my podcast has 10 million views. I have a super famous blog. I have 20 retreats scheduled. My agency quadrupled overnight. Like that's, that's not how it happens. Right. You know, like, Mm -hmm. um, and I think trying to like, like really find how many places your dreams showed up today, dude, it is an energizing task. Like it has been the best use of my time. Like every day I'm writing and I go to sleep, like fucking salivating for the next day. I'm like, what's going to happen tomorrow. And it's funny. Cause when I started it, I used to like maybe come up with two things. And mm-hmm. now it's like, I'm coming up with 20 things. Cause I'm not judging them. Right. I'm not like, was this podcast guest big enough? Did they, do they have enough social media followers? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just like just having fun with it. So I really appreciate that, that concept of, of celebrating and having like milestones. And you said daily and you said monthly, um, and kind of like talked about to like a year, multi-year goal. I agree that it should be, you know, it should be momentarily, daily, like monthly, Mm -hmm. weekly, uh, whatever, you know, it should like reflecting should be something that we do a lot. 100%. Josh, we opened up a
1: big can, man. You did. Well, you know, my... I think Jason hit the nail on the head there. I think that was great. I would say it's interesting, but we both come from a finance background, and typically health and wellness is not something that was a major focus of it. And that was for me personally, that was something that was eye-opening early on. I saw, you know, someone on the trading floor who looked like he was probably sixty-five years old. I think he was on his third wife at the time. I mean, the guy made a lot of money, but he was miserable. And it was understanding what like what that goal is and, and be okay with it. And I think there is this focus um, quite a bit in North America, I would say, you see it separating a little bit in Europe, is that it's, you need to go to college, you need to get this degree, you need to make this much money and here's a path to happiness, right? And, and Now I think the pandemic opened a lot of people's eyes up to a nomadic lifestyle, which was typically frowned upon, right? <laughs> um, or was it's, it's really out there before and the ability to um, really do work that you enjoy and, you know, finding that, that place of, yes, you need to have monetary compensation or just to live a happy life, of course, but it's not all about just trying to get a different position in the company or to make a certain dollar figure at the end of the day. I think that's been really interesting to, to shift that kind of benefit coming out of the last few years is that shift in perspective for a lot of people they've had. And so you know that's something that you know the person have reflected on quite a bit. Um, you know, I know a lot of folks in our community have have seen similar things now, which has really been, I mean, eye opening for all of us.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. You know, I tried to, I try like the the conversation that you just talking about. I I actually recently tried to dumb it down for myself and just say, um, what do I spend my most time doing? Working. Why do I work? And if the answer is just to make money, the conversation would go like this in my head. Like, what do I spend the most time doing? Working. Why do I make money? So I can afford things. Okay, what things, Sean? You know, uh, a house and food and everything else. You know, what I would tell myself is everything else doesn't really matter, right? I just experiences and relationships at that moment. It's like, if if that's true... um, I probably work too much then, right? You know, <laughs> um, maybe a little security in the future. Okay, so it's like, but like, you know, just having that conversation with yourself, again, I like to do all this written or typing. I find it more formal. I find when you think you can make logical jumps, when you write, it's a little harder to like, you know, especially if you read it back, you're like, well, oh, you can't just get from A to Z that quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, If it is just about money, I think most of us are either, you know, working too much or dedicating too much time there. And like, it could be easier to just try to like lower expenses or something. And I do think you need to find something that like you're passionate about doing, Um, like what you guys are.
2: Yeah. Oh, just to build off that, when I left my finance job, I'd been at the same hedge fund for nine years. And I had, I had what I like to call my one third of life existential crisis. Um, Thankfully, I, you know, I hit it at one third of life and not halfway through life. Um, And one of the big, you know, as Josh alluded to, I think one of the big learnings, one of the big ah ahas was looking around at all of these guys who had made so much money, who were absolutely miserable. They were stuck at their, they're stuck at the office. They didn't want to go home to their wife, to their families they built these huge fixed cost based lives for themselves they were they were stuck and when i left um i went on like a, a journey of reflection that i had put off for a long period of time because for a lot of the, for you know i all i looked around and i saw the only guys that were really happy were the guys who, who really enjoyed the work the finance like the guys who wanted to be reading small cap 10 K's with their breakfast on a Saturday that had nothing to do with their day to day work uh, at the at, you know, at the office. It was like, oh, this is what they actually enjoyed doing. It's what they wanted to talk about. It's what they wanted to think about. And I think I tried for a long time to fit myself in that box and then realized that that was never going to be me. And unless I wanted to find myself as one of these other people stuck in it. Yeah, that was the time to at least get out there and see what else the world had to do, uh, what the world had to offer. Um, and I think a lot of us get stuck in these myopic, especially I, the finance world I know is one, but I would say the tech world's probably another. And if you were in them, it's this myopic focus of this is the only thing that matters in the world. Like this is this is the pinnacle. Like this is so important. And it's not until you take a step back and you get yourself out of it that you realize, wow, the world has so much more to offer. And you do a little bit of of reflection. I think the biggest thing that I came to a conclusion on was understanding the difference between my wants and my needs and separating those two out and realizing that the things I need, which is, you know, community, being healthy, spending time with family and the things that I want, which is a lot more the material side of things, uh, focusing on the things I want versus chasing the thing sorry focusing on the things i need versus chasing the things you want which is a never-ending sort of rat wheel uh mouse wheel uh has just led to significant more happiness and fulfillment in my day-to-day but it's also when you start focusing on the things you want you realize that the things you need come along with it whereas when you focus on the things sorry i keep doing this backwards when you focus on the things you need the things you want come with it but when you focus on the things you want the things you need sort of fall, like they, they all of a sudden fall behind uh, and yeah. they really start to lag. And I think really understanding that distinction has been a massive help and change to my life.
0: Yeah, I, 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 hear, I hear you again. And I, I really think, you know, like a, a theme I'm hearing here is the importance of like reflection and like, you know, you, cause you were talking about like looking at like where people were, that's mm-hmm. why I started my company. I literally looked around at people that were five, 10, 15 years ahead of me. And I was like, wow, like they have an expensive, like, you know, I was working at a cool company in marketing, but you know, as people were like growing, like they were dealing with the same problems, the same stresses, they built a lifestyle that they then had to afford. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they really were kind of stuck, you know? Um, and it was just, it, it it seems like such a simple thing. It took me like four years to like reflect and do that when I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I should I should change because I know that's not you know what I'm looking for. Um, I I think there's an interesting way that the world balances things out though. You're talking about wants and needs, right? And like you were saying, like if you really do focus on the needs, right, like the stuff that just like fills up your heart, your soul, energizes you, um, the wants do come along just magically. Mm-hmm. It's, I'll give you like a weird analogy and let me know if this, uh, if this um, makes sense to you. I'm really trying to focus on, I, I, I built myself into a position where I was working 12 hours a day with meetings and emails. And, and quite honestly, that would be a lighter day. Um, and I, I'm working on like regaining, you know, my time back. And one of the things that I'm doing to regain my time back is simply just blocking time for things, right? Cool. I'm going to actually take a lunch break, you know, 20 minutes, but I'm actually not going to eat in front of my screen. I'm going to take a walk in the middle of the day after that lunch break, keep my energy high. I know it's good for your heart. It's going to be 15 minutes. I'm not walking across the world. I'm going to, you know, take a half day every other Friday in the summer just because it's summer, you know, things like that. And when I start to put those things on the calendar, my brain goes like, oh, that's literally impossible, Sean, like you have work, the work gets done, Uh like, it just somehow still gets done. Now, I I, so this is probably stuff you guys have been through or, you know, are playing with now. I was like, okay, how can I do this further? So I started doing it with emails, right? Emails, we can all just send emails all day and pretend like we work today. I started like carving out time that I'm going to do projects and not answering emails and then kind of like batching the emails and stuff. But so I spent less time on emails. All the emails still got responded to. It's like, I know it's called Parkinson's law. Things take as much time as you a lot for it. And I've really, really noticed that that's been a great way. Um, I, that's just been such a great way for me to, like kind of like optimize my life and just start to focus on the things I need. So I know that was like a weird metaphor, but does that align with kind of what you were saying? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also, another thing okay. is as entrepreneurs where there's always a million things to get done at any given time, you know, I think we all find ourselves with a hundred tabs, open our computer in the middle of writing three emails, probably like, storyboarding out two blog posts, you know, working on a podcast, then all of a sudden none of them get done. <laughs> it's like you said, it, it, it goes with blocking time, but it's like finish one thing before you move on to the next send hit, send on that email before you click over to the next thing. Uh, and it's so hard to force yourself to do, but it's so freeing once you can be like, Oh, finish that. Like check the box on my to-do list on to the next thing on to the next thing. Otherwise that list just grows and grows and grows. And you end up with, you know, 10% of 10 projects done rather than a hundred percent of a single one. Yup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. That's. I And I think it, I don't know. It all comes. Like I've just been playing with this concept of self-love something mm-hmm. else that I said to um, my coach was, I said, you know what? Like, and, and I, I'm speaking for myself. Right. I'm lucky where I have a roof over my head, food, and a little security for the future. Mm-hmm. And I told, I told uh, my coach, he's like, um, I said, you know what? I'm gonna dial back like how much I'm working. Maybe my company's not gonna grow as fast. Right. And it's okay because I don't I said I don't need the extra money, I need the extra time. And this is what he said. He goes, if you loved yourself, you need you'd say you need both. Mm-hmm. you know and that that's what i love because i think a lot of times we limit ourselves with like well it's not realistic to like work less and make more money it's like yeah it is like you know we have technology we can leverage code that can be leveraged and media that can be leveraged mm-hmm. you know, capital people like so many things can be leveraged for your time um that uh you know it's something else like i've just been trying to watch my language right because mm-hmm. like i think i i um, I was reading another book by Richard Bach yesterday and said, argue for your limitations and you can keep them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, that. that's like how I felt like when I spoke to my coach, uh, my coach, Tony, I was like, you know, I literally was like limiting myself to like, oh, I either can get money or time, but can't get both. It's like,
2: not if, you know, not if you think like that, right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very well put. Well, it's, it's how he put it. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, by him.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass it back to him. <laughs> um, Josh, again, I'm going to go with the topic shift here, but um, I know you went for a run earlier um, up in the mountains. Are you a big runner?
1: I, I started running years ago when I was traveling every week. I used to work for a large coffee company. I'd be on a plane every week, and the only way I could not become 300 pounds was to throw my running shoes in the bag and, and run. And so... Yeah, I try and and run out every day if I can. Awesome.
0: And do you like to hit trails or do you like to like road or is it more just whatever's around?
1: It depends on where I am, to be honest with you. I prefer neighborhoods. So if I land in a new city, I'll go and throw shoes on and run the neighborhood right away to get oriented myself. What I don't like is like if you're in a a suburban area, you've got like highways. That's the worst. It's so depressing because you're running for miles on like a straight highway road. You've got trucks passing you. That's one of the worst. But uh, I do enjoy. I I would say ninety percent of it is in like urban environments. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, when I get on trails, it's it's great. Um. Obviously, your speed changes considerably when you're in trails. You've got you know local animals to be thinking about when you're on your run. Um. But yeah, no, I definitely definitely try and do that. And as we talked about kind of before jumping on here, you know, the elevation change is quite humbling, and so. We're right now. We're just we're just north of Santa Fe. So it's about eight thousand feet up, which I didn't realize how in, how much it impact The first couple of miles, you're fine, and then you really start to feel it. Yeah. Happen.
0: Well, eight eight is 8, high up. Um, I lived in the the highest elevation town in North America, Alma. This mm-hmm. uh, this winter, we were living at ten thousand eight hundred feet. Wow. Dude, um, it's like you know, you, just high intensity work or just like a, sl- a slower, just like long distance run. I mean, it just, you, you just have less oxygen in your muscles and yeah, it does start to wear you down. As I think, like you said, as the workouts continue, unless you're really doing high output, you won't notice it, in my opinion, right away. It's more like, just like so much less oxygen in your muscles yeah. and your blood yeah. for so long. Well, like if,
1: you, the, if you choose to have a glass of wine at dinner, you probably, you're probably having one glass of wine. Because anything
0: more than that is not uh, is not going to feel great. Yeah. Um. I, I so your 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 running habit. What what is that um. What what does that kind of like mean to you? Like obviously you, you said you know it it won't be it's your way to not be three hundred pounds or was your way to not be three hundred pounds. Um. Is that something that you you you're running basically every day.
1: I try to, and, and it's more for mental clarity. That's a big part of it. And so it, it's like the single thing you can do, like it's the most efficient way to get mental clarity, get physical fitness and movement in with like the least amount of work. Cause you just need running shoes. Pretty much all you really need. Um, doesn't take very long. You know, one of the reasons I have a lot of friends that are big cyclists, especially in Austin challenges, I don't have time for a three hour bike ride like on a Saturday morning. I'm not, I'm not choosing to do that right? Because um, cycling is designed to be super efficient, whereas running is not that efficient. So it forces you to get kind of everything relatively quickly. And so, you know, it, it's interesting as, as a, we started this conversation around incremental improvements. And that's one thing I've always been a big adamant person on or adamant on is that I truly believe anyone can run a marathon. Anyone can. Um, it's just about how long it's going to take you, right? So if someone's, if someone's never run before, I mean, a lot of people hate running. I understand why, um, but it's the single kind of best way I've ever seen for people to get into fitness, get into movement, right? It's, you can, if you can't run, walk a block. If you can walk two blocks, then you can like do a walk jog. You can, it's, it's the best way to kind of build up with yeah. the least barriers to it.
0: Yeah. And I, I would, I would agree with you if we, instead of called it running, just said like, you know, moved on our feet. <laughs> you sure. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You know, I heard something recently that I like that's like, you know, like walking and running, that is the human movement. That is just how humans get around, right? You know, like some animals crawl, some animals slither, some swim, we walk or run. Mm -hmm. Um, So like you said, right? Everyone's a walker, a hiker, a runner, a jogger, you know, it's just like, that's how, you know, that's how we get around. Um, I love the simplicity of it too, where it's like, you know, like when I, like my favorite runs are like in the summer when I have running shoes, socks, shorts, I don't even have a shirt, no phone, no headphones, no watch, nothing. Like it just makes me feel, I don't know, kind of like natural, you know, it's just like, like how we should go. And yeah, you know, whether it's, um, I actually am an advocate of people not running unless they feel like they have good form. I just think um, if you saw someone like flailing in the pool, that was like faster than, floating you wouldn't call that swimming and that's how like I look at running like I just ran a marathon this week and I saw some people with like some fucked up form and like I like honestly like not trying to be on a pedestal I would not call what they were doing running it was like limping <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know limping is probably exaggeration but it was like just like moving faster than a walk that's what it was um but it is uh I don't know it's kind of just like magic to me um what it does for my mental state i don't use a phone or anything when i run um and that uh i think that it, it's a meditation that's exactly mm-hmm. it helps you get into your body that i love i love quite a bit um guys i know we got to wrap up here pretty soon but i wanted to uh ask you a couple quick questions uh just about um, kind of our conversation and the product and whoever wants to, whoever gets to it first can go. But the first one is um, where'd the name human improvement come from?
2: a Good question. Now that I'm looking back, I think we were just throwing around so many different things. And when we thought about our goals, it was one of those like light bulb moments when human improvement came up and we're like, Wait, of course. This is the this is the perfect name because what are we trying to do? Like what what it's like as we were writing down things of like what do we want to do? It's like helping helping humans improve, helping people improve. How do we become better? Which is also so encompassing uh of what we want to build this into. Um and such an audacious goal in that that it just seemed so
1: perfect.
0: Yeah. Love it. Um, I uh, you know, obviously people are interested in human improvement. Cool. But you guys, it sounds like you're more mission driven to get people to eat, you know, healthier foods, higher, higher protein, um, you know, to think, eat things that like, uh, don't bloat them and like, you know, actually make you feel good throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how to kind of word that one, but, um, the question I have here for you is like, besides just eat human improvement, is there, or take human improvement, is there um, something that you would recommend to everyone that's just trying to improve themselves around the diet for sure? I,
1: I think it's a, it's about movement, daily movement is the other big critical piece. And that means a lot of different things, a lot of different people as we just uh, talked about, but that is one of the most critical things. I think if you start with, nutrition and movement, there's the kind of two pillars on it, which that help with mental clarity, focus and kind of everything else you've got going on.
2: And I think when it comes to nutrition, it is focusing on consuming as much whole food nutrition as you can. The problem is it's really hard. You know, it's really hard to have as much, you know, to go out, buy all the groceries, prep all the food, do everything you need to have you know, a bunch of chicken breasts, a bunch of vegetables. So like, what are the, when you, when you can't focus on that, what are the things that you can fill in that aren't highly processed, you know, foods that I think we all end up filling those gaps with? What are like, what are the cleaner options? What are the, what's the better potentially whole food based or snacks that you can have? And that's one of the other gaps where our product comes in great. Cause again, not only are we super high in protein, uh we're we're high in fiber um and it's got uh which that combination of protein and fiber does a really good job keeping you full without feeling gross Um, and you know what are the so like what are these ancillary benefits that you can get from the things that you're eating rather than just i'm hungry i'm gonna grab the cheapest quickest thing
0: yeah um it, it, that is that is where i found supplements right like the, the definition is it should supplement your yes, diet exactly and I, and I do like to you know try to get as many whole foods as you can i think a lot of people under eat i think almost everyone under eats protein mm-hmm. um and you know even you guys are pretty clearly saying hey if you can get all your protein from clean healthy meats do it and never all pick up theory, human yeah. improvement but if you're i'll say like me and like you know I, I do a big two hour morning workout that Mm -hmm. generally leaves me getting, going into my day, like to be able to just, you know, get what I need in a more convenient manner is definitely worth it
2: to me. So um, it's also the, and the older we get, the more the quality of the fuel that you put into your body matters. And I think when we're in our teens and most of like our twenties, it's kind of like, whatever, I, whatever I eat is just going to keep me fueled. The older we get, the more, the higher the quality that needs to go into continue to operate at a high level to continue to feel good. It's just we just don't process food the same way, um, and I think a lot of people don't understand that shift as it's happening, and just don't understand. I'm like, oh, I'm getting older. I feel like crap. It's like, well, no. You just need to actually focus on on the fuel going into the furnace now, because the furnace is no longer burning hot enough where the fuel doesn't matter
0: yeah <laughs> that's funny that's funny I'm 29 so I hope not to
2: deal with that uh for a few more years <laughs> but it sounds like you're already you're already eating well so it's not that transition will be a whole lot easier trying trying
0: for sure um guys I know I know we got to wrap up here I really want to thank you so much you know we we're talking about uh what we did in the beginning like you know this really is a step for me to you know be achieving my dreams and I appreciate it so um, I'll be uh grateful for you guys for for coming on and uh I look forward to next time we get to chat thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us it was been great it's
2: been uh great to be a part of that
0: cool <laughs> thanks guys hey thank you for watching today's episode if you got something out of this it would mean so much if you could just take a second and give us a rating on whatever platform you're watching on And it would mean so much to the world if you could just find one person that you think this message resonates with and you could share
1: that with them. Thank you so much for your support. Looking forward to share the next episode with you.